Welcome to the 9 to 5 Killers podcast, an explorative and insightful journey inside the minds of some of the most successful entrepreneurs who have killed their day jobs to pursue their passions. Streets raised me, born in 80s, baby. Lord save me, cause today I'm going crazy with this bullshit. 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 Crazy with this bullshit. 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 Welcome to season four, episode two of the Nine Five Killers podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Graham. And today's guest is an incredible entrepreneur who has been successful offline and in the YouTube space. He started his company, T-Shirt Health Desk, in 2011 with one goal in mind, to give aspiring creators a fighting chance by providing insider information on starting a T-Shirt business he wished was available when he first started. He also provides consultation in design and business on a t-shirthelpdesk.com website. With over 20 years of experience in the t-shirt business, t-shirthelpdesk.com is an invaluable resource for new creators. Please welcome Mr. Gary Ejene to the Nine Five Killers podcast. I'm super happy to have you here, Gary. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you, you very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So let me tell you something. When... When I initially saw you online, I know we know each other for a while. Uh-huh. When I initially saw you online again, I came across your channel. I was started doing my t-shirt thing. And I remember that you know, I was when I started designing my own t-shirts, I remember you talking about the business that you started. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it was t-shirt help desk. Yes. And so it was so funny. One day it just it just showed up on my screen. It just popped up. One of your videos just popped up. I, I wasn't I didn't search for it. Mm-hmm. It just popped up. And I said, wait, t-shirt. Help desk. That's Gary's company. So I started watching the videos and then I'm watching them and I started consuming them. And I kept saying day after day, I got to reach out to Gary. I got I to congratulate him on his video. Uh-huh. But it wasn't until I saw one of your your other videos that really kind of got me to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. So that's when I reached out to you. It was like you, you did a video about like some of the some of the struggles that you went through and, and what made you get into entrepreneurship in the first place. But mm-hmm. we're going to touch on that. Yes, but sir. before we get there. Tell me a little bit. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have five brothers, six of us in total. Okay. Yes. Wow. And one sister, you said? No sisters. No sisters. Okay. Yeah. All men. So in in your in your family, all right, who who where did you get your creat- creativity or your entrepreneurial spirit from? That I get from my father. Uh, my father was a, a business owner. He's no longer with us. My father was a business owner, and I grew up seeing him handle business. My whole life, you know what I'm saying? I n- never saw him with a boss, you know what I'm saying? Which is most of the time I hear about a boss, my father never had a boss. And that really, as a kid, resonated with me, especially a little kid from the hood, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I didn't see a lot of I, I didn't see a lot of it. And what did your father do? He was a contractor. He pretty much knocked down buildings in New York City. He had a demolition business. Did you ever go and watch your father work? I used to work for him on the, in the summers. Yeah, I used to work for him every summer from the time I turned like 16. And I look forward to it because I would have some money and I get to you know, work with my pops. What impact did your fa- working with your father have on working a typical nine to five? Well, by, you know, my father was a lead by example kind of a guy. What it taught me was that no matter what you did, you can, how can I put this? You don't have to work for somebody to make a living. That is something that I always knew. 
being a being a creative, of course, is totally different than demolition. But I always knew that a job was optional, not mandatory. I always had that in the back of my mind. Like, you know, eventually the goal is to work for myself. So now we're going to fast forward. What was the story from you working for somebody to where you're at right now with T-shirt help desk? Okay, so to try to make a long story short, when I was a when I was about 19, I started a t-shirt business, about 19. And nobody would help. Like, nobody would help. And there was a lot of unspoken, like, rules of gatekeeping. Like, the screen printers wanted to keep everything to themselves, and they wanted you to pay all this money to get screens and everything, and getting t-shirts, everything was just tough. And nobody wanted to share anything, right? So... I did it anyway, and then I went to school. This is like before I even went to college, right? I went to school, and I went to FIT. I took up menswear design and marketing, then I changed up. Well, I was illustration first, then I went over menswear design, and I started working, and I started doing graphics in the apparel industry, and I did that for years. And in 2007, I had a really great job, and they started acting funny. So I got another job with this upstart company. I don't know if you guys remember Starberry sneakers with you, you guys remember that you remember yeah. Starberry? Mm-hmm. I, I worked for this company called Stephen Barry's, right? And they gave me this really great position. They gave, they gave me a shit ton of money, and um, I was like, yeah, I was working in Long Island, and within a year, two thousand eight, and the whole company folded, and I was ass out. I didn't have a job, and not only did I not have a job, the whole industry kind of caved in on itself. So it wasn't. It was like very little work. So. Here I am, I was sought after, you know, graphic designer for years, and all of a sudden I was like, couldn't, couldn't like buy a job, you know what I'm saying? Fortunately, I, um, I saved my money, and I was, uh, I, this is probably longer than my thing, I was a tattoo artist also, so I had a tattoo license, so I sustained myself off of savings and tattooing. For like two, three years, I just kept getting these little really horrible jobs and one job I had and this is really embarrassing my my boss actually had me like carry some stuff to his car like did I <laughs> did I put that on the video no you did it yeah. tell me about that Wait, oh what my had, yeah yeah what do you have you carry to the car he had a, a clothing company and he also had a he lived in Jersey and he owned a like minor league soccer team right and he he had some like uh bought a bunch of soccer equipment Right. So here I am, big bad Gary, walking like all through the walking through the uh garment district for years, and here I am carrying to a this car. I felt this small, and that was the point that changed my life. I felt from a professional point of view, I was at the point where I was carrying something to a person's car. I just felt so low. So I still had some savings. Me and some friends I met up with and I known one one guy I just met on on Craigslist because I was doing some freelance. I, I started a um, screen, screen printing company. Yeah. I started a screen printing company in Queens, in Ridgewood, Queens. We got a place, basement apartment, and we put a, we bought equipment, put everything in it. And I realized I hated screen printing. And I realized when I first started years before, I was like, in order to work, in order to make money in that business, you either have to get big orders or you have to, on small little people and overcharge them 
to make your money. And I just did not like the business model of screen printing. You know, for big orders is great for just a guy like let's just say you wanted to do some nine to five killers t-shirts and you don't know anything. Um, they're going to bust you upside your head. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you've. I've experienced ex- it. Exactly. I know. And it's fortunately now there's people like me that give people the ism. But um, so I hated that business and um, I got out of it. Plus, one of my partners was a low down, dirty rat. I hope he's listening. I ain't going to say his <laughs> name. Um, and I went to high school with him. So it's not right. the other guy. It was like from everything that happened for me when I was 19 to being in that business, I was like. I, I I want to be the person that I wish I had met when I was 19. I want to be the person that gives everybody the ism in the game on how to start a t-shirt Wait, business. When you say ism, what you mean? So ism, you ism is like the inside information. The, the inside information. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wanted to give everybody the, the inside information on how to start a t-shirt business. The best way... The cheapest way and the most reliable professional way, I can guess you would say, without somebody running game on them. How did you turn giving this information into when did it become a business for you? That's a good question. One of my last freelance jobs, I was working and of course I hated it. I remember I felt sometimes, y'all don't know if you ever have me, you ever been in a job and you could just feel it's this is going to end real soon. Have you, I don't know if you've ever. Yeah, been, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I just felt like mm, something is not, you know, like Phil Collins. I can feel it like it's coming. So I knew it was coming and then it came and I was without a job. And, and I looked at my bank account. I looked at my PayPal account and I looked at it and because I had already started teacher help desk and I started selling, selling products. And I looked at my PayPal account and I realized there was like more money in my PayPal account than my bank account. And it, it dawned on me at that point. I was just like, I don't need to work anymore. You know what I'm saying? If I keep this, it wasn't like it was that much money, but I was like, if I keep this up, I won't have to go back and work for these people anymore. And that's when I went crazy. That's when I started hustling. I was just like, okay, this is it. So what are some of the things that you did that sustained you and made you not have to work with somebody else again? So first things first, when you're on YouTube and you're getting views, you you know, I monetize my YouTube channel, right? So when you monetize your YouTube channel and you get views, the more you get views, the more money you make, right? So then I started um, amping up my video production, right? So the more videos that you make and you're giving good content, the more views you make, the more money you make. So that was one avenue. Then I started making artwork in digital products that people can sell. Uh, there was information that I knew people wanted, so I, I started selling this list. It was a list of places where you can get custom transfers. Uh, it was And it was like an inside thing that there was a, all of these companies that I didn't know because once I learned about the power of custom heat transfers, which I, you, you're using, right? Yes. Once I learned about the power of that, I closed down this, this screen printing business like the next week. I was just like, there's no need for this. You know what I'm saying? So I had a list all over the country of places that did this. And I knew that this was such information that, I mean, you could Google it. And so I just sell it. But I was selling that for like I don't know, like $10, you know what I'm saying? And I was, so many people wanted the information and I was like, bling, my phone was just going off, bling, bling, bling. And I was making like my, all my bills are just off of the list alone, just off of one list. And I started selling digital products 
And then I started, you know. Wait, what's a digital product for people that don't know? Okay. A digital product is a digital download. Like, so it would be like works of art, little elements that you can use in Photoshop and Illustrator that you can use to make t-shirt designs, right? Like presets and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And templates. Yeah. Like um, t-shirt templates. I would make those and I would sell them. When things really started going, uh, started, I guess, doing well was when I made uh, Photoshop and Illustrator tutorials because a lot of people wanted to learn how to do that. And once I did that, people started buying that like crazy. And that's a little bit more expensive and they were really detailed. And I sustained myself off of between the digital product, all of that's digital products, right? Between all those digital products and my income from just YouTube alone uh, in terms of advertising revenue, that's one thing. Then... The videos got so popular that T-shirt companies, vendors from all over the globe started hitting me up. They wanted me to push their products. They wanted to buy advertising. They wanted me to be an influencer. And that's another set of of income just from from me being an influencer and talking about the T-shirts. They would pay me just to mention their products. Um, They would pay me to um, just talk about... any product in dealing with the t-shirt industry, they were just like, hey, how much did you charge per video? How much can we get a deal for 10 videos or whatever? And I started brokering deals with companies. So that was another set of income. By that time, I was already making a, a full-time income, probably more than I was making in any job. And then by that, when that started happening, they hired me as an influencer. That one was just like, okay, <laughs> this is it right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. never ever looking back at a job, you know. But I, I, I knew once I got um, laid off from the last job, I was never going back, but that just cemented it. I was like, this is it. I can do this. I can take this play and run it in any arena. That's a that's a beautiful story. Thank you, brother. And I'm super proud of you. I mentioned that when I called you. That's one of the reasons why we're sitting here because mm-hmm. you were so open with the information that you learned. we It's not like we knew each other, but it wasn't like we were like the best of friends. How did you manage to land these companies, right? And once you landed them, I know you talked about how you landed them, but how did you keep your integrity? Were there non-negotiables that you, that you had with them that you said, I'm not doing this, and if so, can you outline them for us? Okay, so before I answer that question, I want yes. to tell you about something. You sure? I don't believe and live my life in the spirit of competition. I don't look at other people as, okay, as primal, as, as uh, we have a primal survival of the fittest instincts as humans, right? But I don't see other people as my competitor. I don't really believe, I don't go by the um, competitor thing. So if you ask me for something, I'm going to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to take it. You can't be me and I can't be you. You know what I'm saying? I could never be nine to five killers. You can't be t-shirt help desk. Only not because you can't get into my business and I can't get into your business. But what you bring to this, only you can bring. What I bring to t-shirt help desk, only I can bring. So I don't believe in, a lot of other people do. But I just don't move from that spirit. I'm moving from the spirit of there's enough for everybody and nobody can be me. First of all, when I first got there, it was only like two other people, really three people doing it, two and a half, because one person was kind of doing it a little bit another way. So it was really only three people doing it when I first got there. And my numbers were just 
like, I mean, I, I had stuff just in, this is not like, you know, prank videos. And I had videos that were like 200,000, 400,000, 600,000, 500,000 views. People see that, those eyeballs, they see numbers, right? So it doesn't really matter what you're doing. If if these companies, I mean, you can't be a sleaze, a total sleaze bag, you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? But when people see you, they see that you're not being a sleaze bag and you have numbers, they are going to contact you in this day and age because it's like the cheapest influences are the cheapest form of advertising. These companies have millions of dollars. So for them to give you five hundred, a thousand, two thousand dollars to do something, that, that that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? So if your numbers are there and you're in an industry and they're in the same industry, they're going to rock with you. They're going to find you. So after they found me, I put together something called a, a deck. It's like uh, it just tells about your company. It tells like how many views you have, who you are, and all of the people that you work with. And I just went through looking for different companies in the t-shirt industry, and I would just email them. You know, I would find who they were, and sometimes they would not hit me back, and a lot of times they would hit me back. Then I would send them like a, a price sheet of my pricing for, you know, if you want to do a spot just for me to a, a mention, if you want me to do like a, a total tutorial, if you if you want me to just showcase your product and there's different prices and they would rock out with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but it, it, but every day I get. Yeah, practically every day there's a there's a um, somebody new wanting to work with me. A lot of times I have to turn a lot of people down because the they're. Their product doesn't align. To get back to the integrity thing, I only deal with companies and products that align with my audience and that I use or know works. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And or I've actually they've brought me in and they've actually done a demo a demo. And the only thing that I talk about that I don't use is the DTG machine. You know what I'm saying? But I know the company very well. I've worked with the company. I've made company. I've wore the t-shirts. I've washed the t-shirts. But everybody else, anything that I push, I actually own. Right. That's what it is. What are your thoughts on, because now that we're on the, on the topic of trust, what are your thoughts on collaborating with other influencers? Do you believe in working on the friendship first and then collaborating? Or do you just would you just collaborate with another influencer or have you just on the, the, the simple fact of like it would be beneficial because you guys are powerful. I see you smiling. Something, <laughs> something happened. You want to talk about? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I in general, I got love for everybody, but I don't work with a lot of other people. And the reason why is because, and I'm gonna be a little bit, a little, little around the way with this one. I don't know you like that, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't in the gang or nothing, but, but I, I don't know you like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's their reason to rock with me. I don't know them. So in general, I have a tendency to not out of any shade, not out of any hate. Because I've even did the videos where I bigged up a lot of other um, T-shirt uh, influencers, you know what I'm saying? Of course I made myself number one, but I'm not even going to go there. But, uh, you know, but in general, I don't do a lot of, um, I haven't, I haven't done any collaborations. I, I did do, when I used to do my podcast, I, I did do an interview 
with a couple of people that have t-shirt companies, but as for other influencers, there's only one person I work with. Her name is Lisa Irby. And I worked with her because before she was into doing t-shirts, she was into doing like affiliate marketing and web marketing and stuff like that. And I learned from her. So she was like a mentor to me and she didn't even know it. So of course the opportunity, once she started doing t-shirt stuff, we collab only on like an interview like this, but I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'll do it one day, but it's, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know. Cause I just don't know people like that. And is there any reason, um, what got you to the point or the, the thought process that got you to the point of being so apprehensive of people that you don't know? All money ain't good money. And right. there's always money being left on the table. Right. And sleeping at night is better than money. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not kicking cans. So if I miss on some money, I'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, if I can go to heaven, I'll, I'll be good. You know what I'm saying? And as for, I, I'm not like anti anybody. I just, I'm just very leery. I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm just very, 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 I'm just very leery. And I don't see the real, true, hardcore benefit of it. You might have a person who might see you out and about uh -huh. and they go, hey, I want to interview you for a podcast or yeah. a channel. And then you go, okay, what, what's your channel? I haven't started it yet. You know what? A person like me, I'll be like, oh, well, start it and call me and I'll do it. I'll be your first guest. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I met that, I met this guy, right? And this guy, this guy was a real, ooh, I want to say his name so bad, but I'm not going to say Don't it. say his name. This guy was a real, and he had a lot less followers than me at the time. And I don't, I don't get into in all that stuff, but he did finance stuff, right? And he did a lot of business credit stuff. So I wanted to have him on to talk to the people about business credit for their companies, right? So we agreed for him to come on, and then the dude, fuck, he, he, he canceled on me, right? The the night, he canceled, he canceled on me that day, and then the night before I said, yo, you wanna come on my podcast too? He was like, oh, how many followers do you have over there? And I, and I was just like, I should have known right then, I said, that I, I, I felt the energy. And then the next day when he didn't show up, I was just like, oh, it's absolutely cemented. Right. But what he does not know, is before I did T-shirt help desk, I, I did political, I was like a pundit, like, and I would roast people. And, and I'm just like, does this guy have any idea? Like, I'm in a total another place now, but I I totally don't do that with this, because I got sponsors and everything. But I was this close to absolute, because I had all of the messages and everything, to, like all the stuff, I could have roasted this guy. But I didn't do it, and I still want to do it, but I didn't do it, so... Yeah. Did that answer the question? I think something interesting happened there. It answered one of my questions from earlier. Uh-huh. When, when you had an apprehension about collaborating with people. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Bro, let me tell you something. That's it. Don't let that person... One, I wouldn't waste my time on them. But um, you're a successful dude. And it, uh -huh. and it comes because you... you Look, you walk in the path. Like, I found you because, like, I know you, but also I've seen the things that you talked about. I've seen everything you talked to me about. I've seen you execute. We can't execute on the things where we worry about people that's in the mud mm -hmm. um, but something I will say though to you is I have those experiences you know I shared them with you sometimes the thing that makes me push further is because those folks they do even though I don't have a lot of experience I do have a few stories like that but it's only one or two uh -huh. there's so many good people out there that we will miss because we have a run in with a guy like that or uh -huh. a lady like that and then we'll go you know what I just don't want to put myself out there because it was a it was a bad move that he did like always know who you're dealing with yeah I'm like yo he has no 
idea. The thing about it was he saw my following on YouTube and the interview the yeah, interview was was supposed to be on YouTube. Right. But so I said, Oh, well, since you're gonna do that, won't you come on my podcast too? Right. And then he was like, Well, how many followers do you have? You know what I'm saying? And so, so, and I was just like, mm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, if you're going to rock with me, rock with me. But yeah, everybody ain't the same. The the things that you're doing, the heights that I know that you're going to reach, like I would hate for it to to even take a, a any any type of a, because not that you're hurting to do it with anybody, but at the same time, I wouldn't want you, I wouldn't want to limit your growth, your height that you could reach. And, I, and that's just me as a friend. That's not me as like uh-huh. telling you to do this. It's just a personal thing for me. But, right. but yeah. I really appreciate this, man, yeah. because to be honest with you, I was really, really, especially towards the, the latter part of 2021, nothing to do with the pandemic. I was really burned out. I, and everybody goes through it. I was really burned out, and this is just the thing I needed. So I really appreciate this, man, It just because this is just like, I don't know, uh, what's that movie? He was. What's that movie about? The Christmas Carol. It's yeah. like I'm going. I'm going back and back down memory lane, and I'm just like, oh damn, I mean, I'm pretty good at this, huh? You good at so, this? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this is this. I appreciate this, man. This yeah. is really just. Uh, I like. Okay, all right, time to do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. If you got an opportunity to have a conversation with the 19, 20 year old Gary, Ooh, Lord have mercy. What advice would you give that that young man in business? First of all, I was very arrogant, very arrogant. And I, w- I, would t- I, w- I would tell him, dude, you don't know everything. Just listen. That's the first thing that I would say. You're too goddamn arrogant. You're too, you, you think you know, you, no, you ain't got it, playboy. That's the first thing that, that, that I would say. The second thing that I would tell me is to learn business. I would tell me to get, learn Basic understanding of business, meaning like how to start an LLC, how to read a spreadsheet, how to understand the most basic, because everything else, because I was talented, so everything else is going to come. But I didn't have that basic fundamental understanding of business. I thought I did, but I didn't. I would teach teach me about LLCs, assets versus liabilities. I would teach, I was never a person that wasted money, but then I would tell me, to read a book every week on personal development. The reason why I say that is because had I knew about real live business, not just like, you know, starting a little t-shirt company or or doing artwork or getting freelance work, but if I knew how businesses actually work, I would have been a lot further on younger in life. And at this point, I would be, Cause you know, I'm almost there, but I wouldn't have to be worrying about anything. You know what I'm saying? So I would have told, I would have told myself at at that age, learn how the world of business on the inside, how businesses run on the inside. What advice would you take now from, would you accept from the younger Gary that you would tell yourself now at this age? Like something that maybe the younger Mm. Gary was doing that um, was helpful and you might've abandoned it or given up on it. That's a great, I mean, that is a phenomenal question. But you're good at this, man. <laughs> I got to tell you. Wow. Cultivate more relationships with people. I used to be, believe it or not, an extremely 
popular person. I used to have a lot more like associates and a lot more networking and stuff when I was, and I totally abandoned that. I don't do a lot of it. That's what I would say. Hey man, remember me, the life of the party, get back to that. That's the advice that I would give myself. Like people ain't that bad. That's great advice. And what I hear in all that is from both Gary's is what they're telling each other is be teachable. Make sure that we're, you're able to evolve because I think that is that and what it said was is great overall advice that you gave yourself that I think somebody listening to this can can um, can take. The younger Gary's telling you, hey, man, situations that you might have dealt with, but I'm still here. You still that same Gary. You yeah, still, he's yeah. still in there. And then the older Gary telling younger Gary, hey, watch your mouth. You don't know any. You don't know everything, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think both of y'all still can collaborate with yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like I, that. Yeah, kill it, man. I I really appreciate being here, man. This has really been a great for me because it's really helping me. Like I don't know, it's like I don't. know, It's like a mirror. I can see myself. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's difficult to explain, but it's like okay, this is why. Because like I said, I was real burnout. It's like oh. This is why you do what you do, G. So I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, this no. is this has been. You, good and by for the way, me. You, I needed it. And by the way, you do you do this stuff because I wanted to be like, hey, this is somebody like I'm not a big fan on. You know, when somebody when something happens to somebody, that's the only time they talk about them. Uh -huh. I'm not a fan of that. I like to, to tell people right now while they're here, <laughs> yo, bro, you inspired me. Like you're one of the people that when I started my YouTube, your face came in my head. I said, yo, Gary's doing this, and I said he's good at this, and he's really on top of it. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you yeah. for. The things that you're doing, you are inspiring people that you don't even, that may not ever tell you, mm -hmm. but I just want to tell you for them that you inspire them, even if they don't ever say it to you, mm -hmm. understand that you have people that are like, yo, Gary, keep going. And, mm -hmm. and, the, and things like this will, will let us see the, you know, the softer side of Gary. Yeah. And I think that's important because not everybody can see that because you don't allow a lot, but this will allow no. them yeah. to get close to you. And, and um, yeah. do you want to shout out your channel? Like what's the name of your oh, channel? Okay. And, my, yes. um, my channel is t-shirt help that if you go anywhere is t-shirt help. That's no hyphen in, um, no hyphen in the t-shirt. T-shirt help desk, you can Google it. You can go to teacherhelpdesk.com. I give up great information there. Um, my main thing is my teacher help desk YouTube. I'm also, uh, I'm on Facebook, but mm, I don't really rock with Facebook. I'm on Instagram and I'm now on Clubhouse. No, no. That's just me, Gary. <laughs> um, I'm on TikTok, the little kitty thing, the kid. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on TikTok, which I'm gonna do. I'm not. I'm gonna do some stuff on there, but it's just gonna be quick little fun stuff. Little fun stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Gary. This has been really, really fun talking to you, man. Uh, I really enjoyed the me. conversation, bro. Yes, Thank indeed. You, bro. Yes, you. indeed, man. Thank you for having me, man. Nah, pleasure, bro. Peace. All right, all right. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Nine Five Killers podcast. You can now visit us on our website at 95killers.com. We truly appreciate your continued support. Take care of yourselves and keep killing those comfort zones. Until next time, peace.